This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hello, Elsie Escobar. How are you today? Hello, John Jamingo. This is Jessica Kufferman for She Podcasts. I'm just going to have to call you that. In fact, John, I thought this morning about registering johnjamingo.com for you. You know, it's not a bad idea. I changed my Twitter name to John Jamingo. I know. It's the best. It's. I was telling him the other day when we were recording Brilliant Observation, Elsie, John Jamingo is like the best thing I've ever come up with for him. It's so much better than John John. Buchanan is hard to pronounce and like, you know, not spell, but. Jamingo is so easy. And plus, it's his radio name. Hello, John Jamingo, WAPL. Coming at you. Coming oh, at you God. live from the She Podcast event. <laughs> yeah. If I would have known, if I would have had that back when I started podcasting, I would have made my name John Jamingo. I would have changed all my you social should've. media. Yep. I would have done so, it. Uh, so, should I register it for you, John Jamingo? I'll do it. I'll go grab it. Okay. Yeah. Go, I just want to see if it's available. Anyway, we have so much to talk about today, Miss Elsie Escobar and Mr. John Jamingo, because. Yes, we do. This week was the Apple WWSJD, What Would Steve Jobs Do, conference. And and they announced so many cool things. So I was just podcasting with Mark Asquith, and we were talking a little bit about this, but I wanted to go through and just see how many Apple products each household has. And his was 10 for just him, and my household is 12. I'm at 12 Apple products. In this house for me, Scott, and Isaac, who has his own little iPhone. What about you? Do you have any idea? Mm, let's see. The ruined ones count? Yes. Okay. So iPad, yes or no? I- iPad? Yes. Okay, Johnsy, yes. Elsie? Yeah, I have. we have three iPads. Whoa. Four iPads. You, whoa, four iPads. Okay. Yeah. I, and, and John, you have one? One of them doesn't work. Two doesn't of them, matter. the girls are, they're refurbished for the girls. And then Randy, it, that's his... His work machine, the iPad Okay, Pro. so so four. What about um, MacBook computers? Mac computers. I have two. I have an, a MacBook Air and I have an iBook. iMac. Whoa. All right, so you're now up to six, Elsie, to John. You have three. And now uh, AirPods, either one of you? No. No. Apple Watch? No. Either one of you? Mm-mm. No. Apple Pencil? No. Either one of you? No. No. Um. Uh. Oh, the iPhones. iPhone. Yeah, I have one. And my uh, well, I also pay for two for my kids, so that's it counts, three. It counts, so that's three. Okay, what about you, Elsie? You have an iPhone. Does Randy? Yeah, I have an iPhone. He has an iPhone, and then we have three other iPhones. Two of them are broken, wow. and the other one is kind of there. They're like my old phones. My old phone. Yeah, we have those two. So Isaac has one of my old phones. That's why we have three. The other two, I think I've sold, or I don't know what I did with them. I usually use it. So any iPods? Either one of you? No. Yes, I have an iPod. I have an iPod. But I have a, an iMac and a Mac Mini. What about Apple TV? Either one of you? No. I do, but it's it's still in storage, and we haven't used it in two years. Let's just add this on, just because I'm curious. Apple Music? Yes. Uh, yes? What about you, Elsie? Yeah. 
I have uh-huh. it too. Uh, yep. I didn't even count that. So yep. that makes 13 for me. So we have one Apple TV, one iPad Pro, perhaps an iPad mini that I can't find, three iPhones, two MacBook Pros, one Apple Pencil, no AirPods, and I have a Mac mini as well. Crazy, so, isn't it? So we are invested wholeheartedly in the Apple products and therefore the update. So, I mean, without even getting into podcasting, there's so much cool stuff that they announced that I'm really happy about. Being able to download customized fonts is going to be really cool. Being able to use your iPad as a double screen display is going to be really cool because my iPad Pro is literally the same exact size as my computer. In fact, it might be bigger because my computer's 13 inch and I think the iPad is like 14 and a half. So I'm excited about that. Do you know stuff like that? And then there's all this, I mean, not even getting into the podcasting stuff, which there's so much to talk about. So without further ado, <laughs> I haven't even let you guys say a word in edgewise. So I'm going to stop talking now and see what y'all have to say. Peace out. No, I think that, no, they had a, a lot of really amazing things that they were, that they were um, talking about. Yeah. I, one of the, and of course, one of the easiest and, and sweetest things that I loved was the, now the, the mem- memoji, is that what they're called? You know, that emoji that is with your I face, memojis. Yeah. Those are going to come to all, to all devices, not the living ones, not the. But how? Because I thought they only worked because of face ID. No, but listen, <laughs> listen, it's not the one that's moving around and talking, but it's the ones that are like the bitmoji. So there's going to be nice. a way that you're going to be able to put the stuff to the Bitmoji and that's going to be like you're going to have sticker packs and stuff Perfect. like that for everybody. Nice. So, that's awesome. so yeah, that's going to be kind of neat. I'd love to. That's like what was one of my one of my favorite things that I loved. And the other favorite thing that I loved was the single sign in, which was actually the thing that I thought, yes. Yes, I I literally punched the air when I saw that, that they're going to have now instead, uh, well, well, actually, Apple is is putting this out. Everybody else is going to have to say yes to this, to incorporate it into their stuff, but they're going to have single sign-in using Apple versus using Facebook. You know how there's Google sign-in or Facebook sign-in and all of the different apps and people generally do that? Because it's easier and you don't have to like come up with a new email address or come up with your a new password and things like that. Now Apple has brought their own thing. But the cool thing about that is that everything on the end of Apple is essentially encrypted. So any information that you put in as the person who is inputting the information is not going to allow the end app developer to get all of that information. So to me, it's amazing and a, literally a punch in the face of Facebook because they are in the opposite end of things. Like Facebook is all about not privacy. Apple is all about the privacy. So any information that goes through an Apple sign-in is what I'm going to be using from, from now on. And I don't ever use any of the other stuff. So... Yeah, it'll be interesting. And, you know, they always say that. And I mean, I understand Facebook and and probably Twitter and there's other apps that if you're not paying for the product, you are the product. So you always have to remember that in other areas, too. But Facebook is egregious. I agree. Yeah. So I'm really excited about that. And I. What does egregious mean? But what? Worse. I think. I hope so. If, If egregious doesn't mean that, then I'm sorry. I have no idea. That's why I was asking. So while we're here doing this, Jessica is sending us all kinds of crazy emojis on our phone. I know. And I'm like, and I was, I thought that I, I, I was talking and I thought, oh crap, I dropped out. I am sending you all the coolest stuff. 
I'm, I have to check my thing. I don't know if my connection, I've been talking to myself this whole entire time. And then I open my messages and it's like Jessica sending all of these crazy emails of. You know, podcasting is like driving. You shouldn't do it distractively. You know, I was just doing it on my iPad because the phone doesn't do any of that shit. I cannot wait for Memojis to come to the phone because Bitmojis are sort of obsolete now. And anyway, it's exciting. It's an exciting time to be alive. Did I lose Elsie? Shit, I hope not. Yes, I disappeared. And I disappeared on purpose because I was trying to shut up the notifications coming in my ear from Jessica sending all of these texts. So that I wouldn't have to listen to the little... She shot out of a cannon today. So <laughs> to bring the listeners up to speed, Elsie dropped off. I just called Elsie back and Jess had to run to the bathroom. Okay. So, I wish I had like little music to play, it's... little little uh, <laughs> music to play while music to pee by. Well, like, you know what would be really funny if people actually just saw like you as the like individual, uh, the visual thing, like you're in the middle and then you see like Jess and I running around in circles, like around you, like in and out. Because the, oh, because let's, let's let our listeners into what, why we're recording at this specific moment, because I have a pest guy coming in supposedly now a little bit over 30 minutes, right? And this pest guy can either come exactly in 30 minutes or he could come in, you know, two hours after that. But um, the whole point is that I have to be ready to kind of like skedaddle out if I have to leave and do that. And, And we had to do a show today because we can't record any other day. So this is what's happening right now. We're supposed to be recording and it's crazy. It, it always, I'm always shocked by w- what we go through in this show, John. Are you, you shocked? Are? It's are you shocking to you? Yeah, I'm shocked. It's shocking. It's shocking that it never ends. It's like, I remember the feeling of when I picked up May May when she was st- starting to learn to go potty in her potty. And I remember she came in the room and she took down her little pull-ups or whatever and she sat on her potty and she was in there making a pee-pee and I'm recording with you right so I'm I'm putting everything on mute and saying like okay good job and you're talking and I'm muting and I'm talking about stuff and you're talking and then all of a sudden she gets up and starts to walk away and the potty is still stuck to her tush and she's (laughs) walking around with the slash the slushy pee on stuck to her butt with the entire potty stuck to it suction cupped and I'm like where am I? This is insane. And I remember having to stop and going, Jess, we have to stop. I have to go clean up pee. Yep. I remember. All over. <laughs> I remember. From everywhere. I don't know if I was a listener then or a real recording. Know. It was really early. It was funny, though. Oh, my God. But I do, you guys, it was the first time that I was ever recording with somebody where they had to take a break to wipe a butt. I was like, well, yep. that's something new. Yeah, that's right. But leaving it yep. in was special to that, me. Uh, it meant a lot to me that we left that stuff in. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, of course. It's just that's so weird that it's still happening and now we have no excuse. Like, I'm literally here by myself. My children are not here. My husband is not here. But the pest guy is going to be coming soon. Right. So there's that. And the goats. But the goats are fine. And But let's get okay. back to uh, Apple and privacy and all of the things that we were talking about that I was super stoked about that they're yeah, doing less. i mean they're doing some incredible things um with all of the the stuff that's going to be coming out and actually this update of Ma- of watch os has made me 
start to think, okay, I think I want to do that. I think I want to have this watch. I think I'm, I've stepped maybe over the edge of having an Apple watch, at least for workouts and things like that. Because the health stuff is amazing. Yeah, the health stuff. I think it's for the health stuff that I'm thinking that, but I don't want to wear it all the time. I just want to wear it when I, you know, when I'm working out or when I need it for that. You don't want to wear it all the time. No, I don't. I love wearing it all the time. The only thing is my wrist bone always hits the Siri button. That's the only thing bad about it. I got really used to seeing a watch. I also really rely on it for the weather. And also I like it so that – where was I? I was somewhere this week. Actually, it was really useful at PodFest too because if someone texted me and told me where they were, I could just look on my watch without having to get the phone out of my pocket. But I was somewhere else where it was really handy. Oh, it was in hospice for fuck's sake. It was in hospice. I couldn't oh, keep grabbing my phone. Great. My grandmother's on her deathbed professing her undying love. But people kept texting me and calling me. And there was, all, of course, there was the whole Slack thing happening. And like, you know, I can look and see who's, you know, if it's important so that, you know, and I mean, of course, she did see me like looking at my watch, asking me if I had to go. But I was like, no, I was just seeing what time it was. And I just didn't, she didn't need to know that I was like, you know, but when you have your own business, you got to look and see. So that was really useful. Anyway. Yeah. I think in in situations like that is where I want to, I would like to have it, you know, so I'm, so I'm kind of separate from that. But, but before actually we continue with like the big thing that was announced, at least for podcasters, how about we transition into our sponsor, wave.co, which we yes. talked about last week. I uh, have you, Jess, because I shared a very small snippet over in the Shoe Podcast Super Squad that I created a little bit of an audio uh, an audio clip for people okay. to kind of check out over there. But have you played with it yet? Have you played with Wave.co as it stands with the circles and the transcription and all the fun stuff? I have. And you know what? I was going to make another one to to post for tomorrow. But yeah, I mean, I played with it a little bit. I think it's really cool. I would love to do some statistics on how many people use them, how many people watch them. I mean, the pricing is not expensive. I think it's really re- – well, I mean, you can make one video monthly for free and then 10 minutes a month is $10. So if you have a weekly show, you can do like a two-and-a-half-minute snippet and actually you can roll over your minutes. So let's say you don't use it at all one month. Like we probably wouldn't use it in December. We'll have double the amount for the following month, which I think is cool. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, $18 a month, you can get 30 minutes of video and 90 minutes rollover. And also 30-minute video clips. So you could make a 30 – that is crazy. Oh, that's how big you can make them. So you can do one 30-minute video or you can use whatever, like six five-minute videos or five six-minute videos. Are you amazed at my math skills Yeah, the little snippets and stuff. Look at you doing podcast math. Look at me. I'm mathing. Usually podcast math is two plus two equals chicken, as uh, Emily Prokop and I used to say. (laughs) Two plus two equals chicken? Oh, my God. Yeah. Because you can't math while you're podcasting usually. But alas, we love wave.co. So if you guys want to check it out, you can do that by going over to wave, W-A-V-V-E dot co. And signing up for your free account because there are free accounts, but you can absolutely upgrade if you need them and test out some of the tools. And how about you just share some of these audio clips, audiograms over on Instagram um, for us to see and you can tag us, reach out to us, and then we can 
if you made it with Wave, we can share it on our Instagram stories so that um, it would be kind of fun for everybody to see them. That would be really cool. Yay. Yeah, I mean, they also have um, they also have something called Wave Link. Did you take a look at that at all? What? You can, uh, it's a great tool for anyone looking to grab clips of their show and share them on social media. It makes it easy to combine an audio, an image, animations, captions into a shareable video, um, which is cool. But also they have this thing called Wave Link, which is the one link you need to promote your podcast. You send people to this link and or, I don't know, like it says claim your Wave Link. And then the, the picture is your podcast art with all the buttons, Stitcher, Spotify, Google, and Apple. It's neat. Did you see that? Happen to see that? It's wave.co forward slash link. So you can check that out too. It's cool. All right, we're oh, done. Oh, see, I totally skipped that. So that's really cool. We were just talking about that like in past episodes. So this is real. This is an, yet another yeah. um, service that's offering this option to be able to have your special link, which is, I think that these links right now are getting to be very, very famous. Very famous for everybody. Right on. Very cool, sir. Right on. So uh, moving right along here, how about we move into some news and oh, yeah. to the big news that we got. The big, Apple. big news. For the informed podcaster, podcasting news. So the biggest thing that came out for news inside of WWDCs that affects podcasters is that iTunes is going to go away. <gasps> Uh, with the latest release of the OS, which is Catalina, which is going to be released in October. So iTunes, as it stands, with all of the things that it does, no longer will be with us, but it will be split up into three sections. One of them is going to be the music stuff. The other one's going to be like the movies and the TV, like the Apple TV stuff. And the other is going to be Apple Podcasts. So there is going to be a standalone Apple Podcast desktop app for your shows. Okay, so that's the biggest thing that has come out. This is not happening right now. This is not happening right now. iTunes will be there right now. The only way that iTunes will not be on your machine is if you upgrade to Catalina when it's released in October, not now, in October. And for everybody that is on a Windows machine, it seems like iTunes is still going to be there. So there is no changes. There are no changes uh, when it comes to anything that's on a PC. Not So that now. is like the main... The well, first main of all, use. nothing's changing. Yes. Oh, yeah, the PC, right. Nothing's different. I thought you were going to say on a PC, meaning on your computer. But yeah, some stuff is happening now. Sort of. Yeah, just for like for the iTunes stuff. But the, a lot of people, uh, there's a lot of leading headlines out there in the tech world, which is kind of disturbing to me because it obviously I understand that people want clicks and link and all that kind of stuff. But I think that we, we have to do better. We really have to do better about making sure that the le- the headlines are not creating more havoc, particularly for people like us in the podcasting space. Because even though iTunes is is going to disappear as we know it. It isn't that the podcasts are going to go away. Like everybody's like, oh my God, what am I going to do with my RSS feed? Oh my God, am I going to lose all my ratings and reviews? Oh my God, am I going to lose listeners if people are subscribed to my show? You guys, it's all this. It's like the same thing. It's just like you have a house that was white and then you got to paint, paint, and it's now pink. 
You now have a pink house, but it's the same house. The same stuff's in it. You have the same address. All the things are the same. It's just on the outside, it looks different. And you have a new room for it, right? So there's an addition to your room, and that's w- what that is. So there's no reason for you to panic. It's all okay. Everything is going to stay the same. In fact, it's going to look nicer. And it's not, hopefully, going to be such a system crazy per thing that it does. Every time I open iTunes, it, it's too much. It's like resource hog. That's it. it. Your images are still going to be there. In fact, what they also mentioned in two sentences, so please don't ask any more questions beyond that because most no, no many people know very much about this. They're going to be indexing your audio files inside of iTunes or Apple Podcast, because iTunes doesn't exist. Sorry about that. Apple Podcast. And then whenever you search inside of Apple Podcasts, you will get results based on the content of the show. Right. Do you think there's going to be keyword stuffing in the tags now? If people like us keep talking about things like that, absolutely. <laughs> you think? <laughs> Well, maybe, maybe there's some people are going to, but, but, but I think that where would you stuff? I mean, there people could do it for sure. Absolutely. And then what Apple's going to do exactly what Apple has always done, which is then to take all that functionality away because people are, are using it for bad reasons. People are bad, so, but I think inherently it, evil. Don't you people think? are bad. Yeah, but I think it's really exciting that that the search is now going to be able to index your audio in there. I think that that's fantastic. It's the only thing is that at first it's going to be only rolled out to the top some top podcasts, and that and these top podcasts are only going to be English speaking. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the the feature of the of that is only going to be available for selected top shows in English mm-hmm. and then more shows will be added later this year. So it's already going to be um, the same way that most Apple does things, which is they select the possibly the privileged that get access to these fun things and they get more eyes and ears on their own stuff. But not everybody gets the same gifts and right. fun. So. Yeah, I'm wondering also if this will take us back to the days of, do I need show notes to keyword and how do I keyword the right way for Apple and like a thousand like questions that we've already figured out a way to answer once are now going to be coming up again about how to properly optimize SEO and iTunes and your show notes and your and your not discoveries, summaries and stuff like that. You know, it may just set us back a little bit as an industry about what the fuck to do, which is annoying. But we're going to have to wait to see all of that stuff. So if you start to see people asking these questions, which with which they will, which they will, there really is no way to find any of that information out unless you are testing the beta for Catalina on your computer to figure out how to use it and to see it yourself. Because again, if this isn't going to be released until October, all right, people? So none of this stuff is happening until October. But the other big thing that they have done uh, as well, and this is actually the thing that is wrecking more havoc across the potosphere, is that they have updated their podcast categories. Hundreds of changes. Hundreds of changes. Hundreds of t- <laughs> Like a lot. Yeah. So there's a lot 
of categories. So what they've done is that they have added some top level categories that were not there before. Uh, one of them being fiction, the other one history and true crime. Those are it's kind of shocking to know that those were not in the past top categories at all. In fact, true crime wasn't even a category like at all. And so these are now added for the very first time. There are also some renamed categories. So things like sports and recreation is now just sports and they have subcategories that come within those. Some of them have been taken away. So there are some subcategories that have also disappeared. Um, at least for us, that affects us directly is that the technology category now no longer has any subcategories. So all the subcategories for technology have disappeared. And so now we only have technology. That's it. Before, they used to be the podcasting category beneath technology but that doesn't exist anymore. So we're going to have to figure out what our three categories, I guess, are, or at least what the top-level category is for a show like ours. News, I was thinking maybe news, because news now has subcategories within it where it shows different types of news inside of the news section. Before, it, was, it wasn't really anything there. Now there's daily news, politics, sports news, news commentary, entertainment news, um, so that maybe we can fit under like news commentary, maybe. <laughs> um, and then technology. I don't know. I mean, there's like, yeah, there's some and, and they've removed, you know, they removed the entire LGBTQ community, uh, LGBTQ uh, category from the mix. I think that's so that that abhorrent, frankly. I mean, it's not fair that every LGBTQ show should be listed with or have anything to do with sexuality. I think I think the fact that they would leave it that way is shameful and ridiculous. I don't even know where where was the LGBTQ sexuality. You had to put it in sexuality. Every all those shows are in sexuality. Yeah. So now yeah. there is no category for that. There was never a category for it. It's still in sexuality. It would have been nice under something like society and culture, you know. Or, you know, how about LGBTQ? Yeah, under society and culture. That would be perfect. You're 100% right. Yeah, right? Doesn't yes. it, Doesn't that make sense? It's makes like, sense just to me. Put it there. That makes sense to me. The one thing that I am really stoked about, though, is that they find, and this is, I mean, now that my girls are bigger, they really are actively asking for podcasts and listening to them. So they're listening to the show's on purpose and for real. But I can't give them the iPad and have them search under kids and family at this moment because I would say 80% of the podcasts inside of kids and family are parenting shows. They're pregnancy shows, they're total parenting shows like How to Raise Your Kids or they're actual family shows where they're talking about family life and all of that kind of stuff. And they're not kid shows. So one thing that they have done that I'm super stoked about is that now that's split up. So kids and family is the header category, but now there is a subcategory for education for kids and for stories for kids. And parenting is set up in a separate area, as is pets and animals. So so I guess those are in kids and family as well. So that is very exciting to me because now I feel comfortable that they'll be able to browse through the kids, the education for kids or the stories for kids shows and just pick whichever ones they want. 
Because before I was just like, this is all for me. I, I mean, I don't want my kids looking at parenting shows. Why would you? So, you're right. But kids and family, know. you're I right. Mean, come on. You're totally right. All the new sports ones. I mean, come on. And I love that they're cricket and soccer and football. I know. Like we could have at least like split it out and said UK or US. I mean, everything is US based. And what? Everything in technology was removed and now it's all tech news or how to? Podcasting is gone? Yeah. What the frig? It's just technology. There are no subcategories in technology. It's just technology. It's just technology. It should be phone, computer. No, that doesn't work either. But what about IT versus, well, I guess no, that not either, because you can do it under entertainment. Oh, there is no entertainment. Wait a minute. Arts and then performing arts. Wait, where the hell is the TV section now? Did that go away? TV and film is has other things in it, like TV oh. reviews, after shows, film reviews, film history, film interviews. But nothing about like Apple TV or Mac Attack or like where would that go? I guess technology. It all goes into that one place. So everything, let's say I have like a DSLR. Is that technology or is it, is there photography under art? No. Visual arts? It's confusing. Some of it, I mean, I mean, yeah. it's a start. Mark was, we were talking about it and he was just like, you know, everyone has to start somewhere. And I guess that's true. It's a start. I love that they split out religion and spirituality to be like religion all under one category, which is ridiculous. And I like that they add an other for like Scientology or. No, dude. No, no, no. You're looking at the wrong. It's not. No. Religion now is split up into all the different ones. So it's got religion and then. That's what I said. It's good that they split them out from religion to all the religions. Right. And then there's another category for cults and Scientology. (laughs) Just kidding, Scientologists. Well, they have spirituality in the mix there. So spirituality is is different than other. Now, let me ask you this. There's no more self-help. Now it's how to. Mm. So would spirituality go under... I mean, would self-help now go under spirituality, do you think? Or... Well, there's education, self-improvement. There's that. Now, would our show go under that or or under how-to or under... what? Where would you categorize our show at this point? Technology only? I mentioned before that I thought we really would fit under uh, news commentary. Oh, I guess that's true. And technology. Well, there's tech news, so not comment... Commentary or tech news, you think? They're all news. Well, they, and it would be tech news, yeah. It would be tech news or news comment. But it is commentary, isn't it? It's both. Nah, it's both. I guess we would use both. And I would even put it under how-to as well. So there's three. Don't you think or no? Some We don't, I mean, nah, we don't really do it. Not as much as, well. We don't do how-to. But we do we don't tool do tips. But we do more like what they are, not really how to do it. Right. Right. Yeah. And I wouldn't put it under how-to. I was just curious what you thought. Okay. And then just for kicks, let's put it in under like aviation. Let's see what happens. No, it's gone now. Just kidding. Uh, Mental health could be interesting. (laughs) All right. They have all kinds of stuff, but it's actually, you know what? It's not just Apple that's released some of these things. But I, I mean, bottom line, let me just finish the thought there and move into another bit of news. But the first part of it is that these categories... Even if you want to change your category and you want to start freaking out about your category and you want to figure out where you go and where you fill it out and how people are going to find you, 
No one is going to be able to find that because even Apple themselves have not or are not supporting their own categories inside of the beta of Catalina at the time of this recording. So nothing in the universe at this moment, other than in the email that Apple sent, has these categories as existing. All right. Right. So (laughs) if you want to freak out about updating your categories, Go ahead and do that. But nothing supports it at this moment. <laughs> Every podcast host out there will more than likely step up and support it. I mean, that's what we do. That's what podcast hosts do. That's what that's why you want a podcast host, so that they can support all of these categories for you whenever Apple makes changes. All of that takes time. So I want you to think about that as a podcaster. If somebody just came up to you and said, hey, you know, let's say it was us. I'm, I'll use us as an example. Hey, Elsie and Jess, the specs for podcast artwork are no longer square. They are circular. So where's the new one? And then you go, well, I just found out. I will get on it. And then something happens. And then like maybe we're trying to get a circle and we don't know what time the sides the circle is and we have to still submit it. Like... There's all of these other things that need to happen for people to be able to support what you're doing. Just imagine if that was the case for you where somebody was like, where's the thing? I thought you were supposed to know what was happening here. Like, there's a party going on in your house. Didn't you know? (laughs) (laughs) No. Uh... No, I just found out. So, anywho, anywho. But now let me tell you some news. Some other news about uh, Google. So Google I.O. actually was last month. So this is Apple. Apple is WWDC. This is like their worldwide developer conference. And then Google I.O. is kind of like the WWDC, but for Google. They went uh, out the month before. But they have this like really cool thing. And I want to share this with you guys so that you don't get so caught up with just Apple. But they've released this. So this is from an email. Topic-based results in Google search. When users search on Google for a topic they are interested in, such as a recent soccer match or how the first image of a black hole was constructed, relevant podcasts will surface alongside existing web pages, news, images, and video results. This update is not currently live, and they'll keep us posted when the timing becomes a, a bit more clear about that. So I actually think that that's also very exciting. In fact, possibly more exciting than categories inside of Apple Podcasts, mm. if I may just say that. You may. She did. Yes, so I did. And she did. So what do you think? But what do you think about that? I mean, it's the search on. that everybody from iTunes wanted, but didn't get. Apple came over and said, hold my beer. You mean Google came over? You know, John, I was thinking about something with regards to you. Well, you know how you're always like, you don't want anyone to play in your sandbox because like you don't want any of the like the businesses or the big money or the corporations or the corporate design podcast from the beginning. You've always been like, go find your own thing. This is our thing. Go make your own thing. Well, no, my thing is just don't come in and start making all kinds of changes because you don't like it. Well, check this out. I just thought I would tell you this because I think it's ironic. So before Serial, which is technically the mark of when shit started to get crazy, podcasters and Apple had like a don't ask, don't tell, don't acknowledge kind of relationship. They let us put their shows up. They did nothing to support it. They gave us no tech. They gave us no 
stats. They gave us zilch and bupkis, as my mother would say. And then all of a sudden, all this big money started coming into podcasting. They started complaining about how there was no way to track anything and there was no way to control anything. And then Spotify came along and PodTrack and all these other different tracking devices. And they were like, here, we'll give you what you want, you big money Bettys and Bobbies. And now all of a sudden, Apple has been told, uh, you know, people are like ignoring you now, like for reals. And they feel behind and they feel like they owe us something in order to stay in the picture. And so all these podcast changes, I think, are a result of people playing in our sandbox. They would have never done this otherwise. I don't know if I agree with that. I think never. They would have never given us two shits if there was no money in this. It was only for the simple. Come on. Really? You don't agree? You think that they would have done this eventually? Okay. If I can finish my sentence. What I think is Apple used podcasting for something to put on their iPods when they had no content to put on there. Right. It was just something else. And they didn't really care about us. We were just something that would come in and somebody could, it was just content that they could upload to their iPods. That's all they cared about. And now what is happening is these other places are come. There's competition now. Google has a podcast app. Android phone might eclipse the iPhone as far as a, you know, a better listening experience for podcasts. And now Apple has to come in and do something to stake their claim on, you know, because they have an iPhone and iPad and they want people to be listening on those devices. If Google's Android app becomes better than, and in my opinion, it is already better than the iTunes app, then they're going to start losing market share. And I think that's what they're scrambling for. So I don't know if it's about all the money, but I do think it's about competition. I just thought it was interesting. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. And, and and the fact that all this money is coming into the space, that's fine. But my concern is, is the space ready for the money? Because if everybody comes in with all this money and they can't make money, they're going to leave so fast, it will might knock the house down. That's my problem. Oh. Yeah. I just think it's very interesting that all of a sudden they're working to – what it feels it just feels like they're working to catch up and be part of the game. It's like, oh yeah, I do want to play this game with you guys. Sorry, I made a mistake. I don't know if if they're trying to catch up. You know, Rob made a comment when we recorded the feed, and he was kind of a little bit, just a, a slightly shocked to see that at, at WWDC this year there is no podcasting session at all inside of the entire conference, which is a week long. In the past two years, there have been specific podcasting sessions, podcast sessions that Apple has put on. In fact, that's where we got we get a lot of the data, like how many podcasts are in iTunes or in Apple Podcasts. That's where they announced that the new term was going to be Apple Podcasts. That's where they re- revealed the new a UI and all of that kind of stuff, the, all the new branding. And yet this year... The year that supposedly everybody else is coming into the scene doing with, with the podcasting thing and what you're talking about, Jessica, the, the money and aspect of it. It's just notable that there is no mention of podcasting anywhere else, like anywhere else other than Apple Podcasts with the iTunes thing, mm-hmm. splitting it up. Mm-hmm. 
and that's it. And there's there's nothing else. So it's it's just interesting. It's interesting because I I never thought about it. I actually looked because it, I have the WWDC app on my phone. It's how I watch the keynotes. It's how I it's how I watch the last two years the podcasting track because they have everything is streaming. You can totally see it. And I searched so that I would be reminded for when this year's was going to be. And I I thought I was looking in the wrong place. I looked under, under audio and I couldn't find it. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. And then Rob mentioned it today as well, which was, it's, it is interesting. It's a little bit like, okay, huh, all right then. <laughs> I wonder why, you know, just something to note, something to note, just like you were saying, something to note. And so we shall move in with all of this stuff. Let's talk a little bit about some tool tips that we talked about last week since you weren't here, Jess. Elsie's tool tips. So I was talking with Jen last week about Notion. And so we went deep into Notion, Jess. And John is now here and he has been playing a little bit more with Notion. And I kind of wanted to get a little bit of his take or maybe your take. Have you continued to use it? Yeah, I'm using it. And in what ways have you continued? Yeah. So why don't you give us your take? Because I was speaking from my my own point of view last week. And I think that it's valuable that you speak into it. So the, to it as the well. three things I'm using it for at the most right now is right now we're doing our show notes in it, which I mean, if John thinks it's useful, and Melissa won't have a cow, maybe we can move our brilliant our BO show notes into here as well, for brilliant observations. I mean, we've been using Trello two years, but I was just gonna say she just learned it. But that's not true. She's been using it a while. But I do think it's useful for show notes. I mean, it's equally the same. It just doesn't, it's just not one more thing to use. And then I've been using it for both speaker and sponsorship CRM, which is customer, I forget what it sounds, something, something management, customer or client retention management. Basically, when I reach out to a sponsor, I have the name of the company, the email, and I've put some statuses in there like contacted, um, bounced, proposed, sent the deck, followed up, needs payment, needs contract. Also, I can keep track of the date I last contacted that person whether or not it's high priority that I respond. First name, you know, I have like a whole spreadsheet and same for the speakers. And in addition in the speaker, but I have this one as a, as a can, a Kanban, Kanban. So I have people that have no status, people have contacted close. I'm trying to move them through the system. I actually keep using a spreadsheet instead of this for the speaker CRM, which means I'm not, it means I didn't set it up properly because I think when you set something up properly in Notion, you want to use it the most. It's just that, Right now, the sponsorship ones is I'm using the most often. Also, I set up the marketing calendar for the event from now until October in there, but, I, but I'm but i not able to do – I'm a little sad because while I can do monthly what stuff is changing and going on, I can't do, for example, every Thursday, Throwback Thursday because events don't repeat and they do in Asana. So I'm a little sad about that, which means I either have to put it on every Thursday from now until the rest of our lives or I leave it off and make another view where it says Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, which I can do that. So I do. I have a week list and it says, you know, Monday, new pod episode, Tuesday, super squad, pitch yourself, Wednesday, win bag, maybe speaker spot, like Thursday's throwback, Thursday, Friday. I thought we could do a live event update every Friday. And then I have some other stuff and basically that's not tagged because you can use different views for each workspace. So this marketing calendar has a calendar view, it has a list view, and it has a weekly list that's a Kanban. And that's a better alternative than trying to make it repeat. But it would be awesome if they could repeat tasks or even repeat reminders. I can't even get a repeat reminder, which is frustrating. Maybe it'll come later. 
Yeah. That's a good point. I hadn't really thought about that. Yeah. And there, I think that there's been a couple of times when I've wanted to do that, but I, I haven't needed it to do it in the way that you're explaining. Like right. right now, it totally makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Maybe there's a solution somewhere. We just haven't figured it out. So if there's any notion people out there, maybe you can share yeah. what, you know, I don't know, like what you're doing. I don't know. I haven't even dove into like knowledge base, which we could use for She Podcasts. You know, we have the opportunity to make like a little Wikipedia either for the event or for questions about us, how to work with, you know, like things that our team could answer for us if they're ever asked. Um, also weekly agendas, editorial. I mean, they have everything. It's just a matter of that one thing not being able to use. And also, since I got an iPad Pro, I've been using the Apple Pencil a lot to take notes and it prevents the sound of typing while either you and I are talking or while I'm on the phone with people because that looks and can be distracting, whereas taking notes isn't. But they don't have the ability in Notion to switch to Apple Pencil. So what I'm going to have to do is either use another app like GoodNotes, export it as a PDF, and then import it into... It's just annoying. Like I wish there were like the opportunity, at least in the apps, on not even the Apple Mac but at least in the iPad to be able to be like, okay, use a pencil instead. I love that you can use icons to like map everything out. I love everything else it does. I would just really like that one feature. I'm wondering if like when it switches to, like I already have a hard time where like I'm using the Apple Pencil and then I go to use my phone and I start touching it with the Apple Pencil like it's going to work on everything. So naturally I feel like, well, it should work on everything because I try to do that anyway for muscle memory. And so even on my computer, I'm like trying to touch it with the, I'm just an idiot. Let's just face it. But the point is like, I, I feel like, it would be cool if it had that capability too, if maybe certain capabilities could go back and forth between iOS and Catal- you know, Mac OS. That's all. They're a little different. That would be really cool. Yeah. Mind you, though, just one thing we didn't talk about, which might happen. I mean, if we can reach out to the Notion team as well, because of now there's going to be iPad OS, which I is know. Supporting all, all kinds of incredible things with Apple Pencil, and there's uh, yeah. So, if for whatever reason, maybe the Notion team would like to, you know, take some of this into consideration as well. We could even just send some feedback to the team and say consider supporting this as well, because it seems like there's a lot of strong development going on in there, and with the fact that there's now the iPad OS, I think that that's pretty powerful as a whole to be able to use this. So anyway, that's just us geeking out about Notion just because it just seems to be really, really cool. I, what I've really found it helpful for is references to be able to input the information and have quick references. Like uh, the day, uh, Jess, when you asked me about when we talked about that other microphone, the toner microphone and I was like, Oh, and then, so all I did is I just went inside of Notion and I searched for the the name of it and it uh, and immediately popped up they are uh, the episode so i didn't i was just like oh it's on this one i also have a section with all my qa notes which i don't even know if it's shared i think it is shared with you where yeah. like if you wanted to go in like for six it is shared with me yeah so you can go That's in right. and see my notes from yesterday if you want to see what i've written out like for that one question i'm going to use it for that consistently too although i don't see yours i have a feeling i can and actually i'm i'm in your workspace the lc workspace but i think everything's hidden from me because i don't see anything in there 
You must be using it. You might just you might just not be sharing it with me. I am using it. I just don't have anything shared yeah, on there. I didn't on there. But so. I do see you in there. I mean, I it's not that I'm not wanting to share. It's just like I was just I didn't know. I, I'm still figuring out. Maybe how to you should it. unshare that with me since I mean I have my own. I don't need to be in the LC one. I can just be in the sheep P one. We can share that one together. I don't need to be in that one with you. I just thought it was interesting to see what you would put in there, and then I realized everything was private. And I have a lot of stuff that's private in the in the sheep podcast one too, like tasks I give to RVA, lists of speakers, um, what I might want as like, you know, launching tasks, event planning ideas that I haven't put into fruition yet, goals for the year, da 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 So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think the other thing too that's really cool about it is that you can, at least at this moment, to be able to collaborate in this way with at least John coming in and I can see him and then you're in my space and that's cool. And I'm, I'm glad that you're there so that if I, like, I just wanted to see how that works. The other thing that it's done is now when I have my workflow for writing blog posts, I yeah. have, I love to write in Markdown because it exports into really lovely HTML when I have to do a blog post. And so what I've started to test out doing is doing all the blog posts for Libsyn inside of Notion. And what's really cool is that whenever you write it in Notion, you can export it out as HTML or Markdown. So now that actually takes out all of the other apps that I was using in between to be able to solve that problem. Also, what it does is that it can export that blog post or that writing into a PDF. So then that way, what I do for the Rock and Lips and Podcasts is I write everything now in Notion, all of the things that I need to have in there. And then I export it out as a PDF, which I send to the producer and say, hey, this is your blog post. Take a look at this attachment. Let me know if you have any edits for me. And then I also just get the HTML and just copy and paste it into the blog. So everything is in one place and I don't really have to worry about it and I can take it wherever I want. Now I also have all the properties for every blog post in there as well. And that's what I've been doing for She Podcast. The show notes for She Podcast are now done in Notion in the same way that I've done it. I have a template in there now that I can just add and then I can export it out to HTML and a PDF or an RTF. I mean, it does all of these things. Yeah. All at once. What else is cool? I forgot to say is in the marketing calendar, I was able to add properties. So for example, when it says new podcast episode, I made a checkbox for LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook page, Facebook group, Instagram, email. And now every time I put something in there, I can mark off where I want it to be marketed, which I think is cool. Cause like, you know, like for example, throwback that's Thursday, awesome. I only maybe want that on our page and Instagram or windbag Wednesday. That's only in the group. So I can do checkboxes. So whoever's going to market that thing will know exactly where we want it to be. So, I mean, that's a really cool feature that I would have never thought to do in Asana, although I know it does that. I've just been playing with like how to make it more detailed to share with everyone. So I can't wait to see what else we do with it. But maybe we should do like a weekly notion update just to. Well, that's what I said last week, too, because I was like, we have to find out how we're using this thing because I have all of these ideas. I mean, I have it for personal things. What I just did is I just cleaned up our closet. So I took everything out of the closet and I put it in a box, you know, and little things like changing a lot of the winter stuff and finally putting them in the proper boxes. And so what I did is I just added what was in the box inside of Notion. You're kidding me. when I packed it up, like it's all tagged up. So now I have a reference, a real easy F reference for me to... 
do I did that anyway. Like I was doing that anyway. But the problem was that I was doing it in a bunch of different places. Like I was putting it in my bullet journal. Yeah. Oh wait, I took a picture on it in my phone. Oh, I think I sent an, a note to myself or an email, and I can't find it. Right. 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 It's like it doesn't matter. But now if it's all in one place, I can go. Oh yeah, it's in here. I can quickly search and I can refer back to it. You can easily import from Evernote too. So I've been doing some of that making like I had recipes, some recipes in Evernote and also some education stuff. So I imported some stuff from Evernote like articles on how to blog for money or how to use Instagram, but just whatever. So it's been interesting. Anyway, that was our Notion update. So as far as the She Podcast live update, this week we're going after speakers. We have finished taking applications and let me just tell you, Elsie, 185 applications. You should know that, that last year for PodFest, there were 210. And that's their fifth year. This is our first. So wow. it's kind of a big deal. I will say for those of you who are listening, there are about 50 speaking spots, session spots total. And including panels, I may be able to raise that to like 75, 80 speakers. So you feel like that's at the very least 100 people that I'm going to have to say no to. I'm also floating this idea out, which I don't know if I'm going to do or not. I don't even know if I should say this or not, but I'm just going to say it because what the hell. We're considering taking some of the speakers that have amazing ideas, but that have more of like a tactile how to do something. For example, how to edit, how to use YouTube, Pinterest, how to make an audiobook, things like that. Asking them to do a webinar and posting it in a video library prior to the event so that our attendees and people who have bought the virtual ticket can already start accessing that stuff and learning. They would still be included on the speaker list. They just wouldn't have a live session. It's not a consolation prize. It's just that in my head, I was thinking for me, learning that live in the span of 30 minutes or 45 minutes would make me stressed out in having to write notes. Whereas if you have a video, you can refer back to it over and over and over. It's more conducive to learning at your own pace. And I feel like the stuff where you're learning how to do hardware or software, it's more important to have a copy of that via video rather than have a cameraman pointed at you speaking and maybe your slides if it's not reflected. What do you think about that idea, both of you? I like it. I like yeah. it. Really? I love that stuff because you can do the reference and you can totally refer back to it for sure. If you were a person who asked to speak and you were told you can't have a live session, but we'd love for you to do a webinar and put it in the video library, would you be annoyed or would you be happy? Both. <laughs> <laughs> I would do I know seriously the only reason that I would be annoyed is because then I would have to create it you know yeah, yeah. but if I'm doing it anyway if I'm doing it like to teach a session then I would be okay with it like I'd be like oh okay I can do this and plus in the end it would feel great but at the beginning it would feel like oh my god that feels like it's it's a lot more work so I would be annoyed mostly with myself but just the fact that if I could just still be in quote a speaker yeah, it, I'd be cool. it's really not I'd more cool work because you're creating the presentation anyway. The only difference is you have to open up ScreenFlow and do it and then send me the, you know, and then send me the MP4. That is the only difference. You don't have to get dressed up. You don't, I mean, you do have to show up and be part of the event. I mean, that's the kind of the contingency they would have to be at the event because if it's part of the video library, people are going to watch it maybe before the event and want to talk to them and ask questions. So that's part of it too, is that they would be considered a full speaker. 
anyway, if you want to talk to I me, like it. those of you who are listening, if you want to talk I'm to me, cool with if it. you want to give me feedback about it, uh, Jess at ShePodcast.com, feel free to give me feedback about it. Pros, cons, hate it, love it. I'm still going to make the decision either way, just like we have on other things. I'll probably do what I think is best, but I would love to hear if you have a strong opinion about it, what you think. Elsie and John, if you guys have strong opinions about it, please let me know. Also, I think that's it. I think we have one other thing we were going to discuss. Oh, the Super Squad. Elsie, do you want to do a question from the Super Squad? Or if you want, I can read the media kit. It's up to you. I think what I would love to do is just to be able to let people know that what we do in the Super Squad has been, it's been so freeing for both Jess and I to be able to access the questions ahead of time to be able to prepare and give you the best answers that we possibly can inside of the Super Squad. I've been testing the Roadcaster Pro. Yet this last session that I did, I had my Roadcaster Pro in there. Um, I I did it via my phone. I'm trying to see if I can get like a call in thing happening in there. I it, it didn't work out this time because my Wi-Fi, of course, my connection was so awful. But I know that it's not always going to be that way. So we're doing all kinds of testing in there, seeing new gear, being able to really address your questions. And we do this for $5 a month, like every single month for $5 a month. Jess and I are in there every week answering your questions for at least an hour, which is crazy. We're building up this incredible wealth of knowledge of our back catalog. I'm doing my best to being able to to post all of that stuff inside of our Patreon. So anybody who starts right now and gets the $5 a month like today, you get access to the past uh, Q&As at least the last two weeks that I have done so that you can go in there. I'm still going to figure out how to get Jess's stuff in there because it's a little bit of a harder workflow since I don't have access to her uh, video at this moment. But to be able to just get that out and then put it up there and be able to also posted inside of the Patreon. Patreon. It would yeah. be amazing. I might so, be able to help you with that. Yeah, but that cool. it's really nice. It's really cool. I'm super digging it. So for $5 a month, you guys, whatever question you have at any time around your podcast, whether it's a beginning question or even a more intricate marketing strategy type question, for $5, you have somebody be able to answer that for you. At least you have a toy a chance four times a month, which is pretty incredible and for a great price. So please go ahead and be a Patreon. You're not only supporting... Um, us, but also the team and what we stand for. And obviously, everybody else that's around us as well, meaning all the people that are stepping into us and supporting us as well. So please consider becoming a $5 a month Patreon. Yay. Yay. And so I think we are finished. Woohoo. That's it. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening to She Podcast. Thank you to Elsie Escobar and John Jamingo. I'm Jessica Kupferman. You can find us on ShePodcast.com. That's where our show notes are going to be with all the links from today's show. You can also find us at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at ShePodcast. Our group for free, if you're a lady or lady identifying, is Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash ShePodcast. And again, if you want to join our super squad or just hand us a buck or two, ShePodcast.com forward slash Patreon. If you're interested in the live event, which is going to be this fall in Atlanta, Georgia, you can go to ShePodcast's live.com buy yourself a ticket it's going to be really fun totally awesome can't wait to see you guys you guys keep podcasting your little hearts out thank you so much again love you mean it bye